The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So grateful to be here on Unity Online Radio. And the number to call if you have a dream or if you have any information or insight about the missing young woman, Tess, the girl with the blue ukulele, the number is 816-251-3555. Again, 816-251-3555. And I just want to give you a little heads up before we start that um, just a little thing that's happening later today. For those of you who are in the spirit of writing a book, maybe you haven't written one yet, maybe you've got a book in you and you've always dreamed of writing a book, I'm offering a free author's masterclass today at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern. So go to my website, kellysullivanwalden.com forward slash authors masterclass. It's all one word authors with an S. Okay, so let's just dive into a little prayer here because we've got a lot to talk about today with episode four in this special series called The Girl with the Blue Ukulele, The Search for Satya. So let me just invite you all to close your eyes if you can, turn within, and let's just step outside of the logical liminal world of three-dimensional facts and figures, and let's breathe our way into the extraordinary subliminal world of dreams and our dreaming mind and where our imagination, our imagination takes the reins and we can open up to infinite possibilities. We can commune with spirits that are are not physically with us, whether on the other side of the veil or just hard to find like Tess or Satya. We're going to learn about how to do that today on this show, how to open up the dreaming aspect of our minds, the portal to our soul and our spirit so that we can get that connectedness that satisfaction, that healing that might not have been available on this physical plane. In this prayer, we open up and realize that the physical aspect of us, though precious and wonderful, is one half of 1% of who we truly are. So let's just make sure to have that in its proper ratio. Often we go about our lives as if our physical reality was the be-all, end-all. And our spiritual reality is just this little thing that we tap into every once in a while, when in truth, it's flipped. So let's flip it in the right way. Let's open up to the truth of who we are. Let's open up our dreaming mind. 
Let's connect with our dreams and know that they are for us for sure. But when we share them in this public arena, in this place of honoring and grace, everyone's dream is for everyone who has the ears to hear. And I would even dare to assert that everyone's dream that gets shared on the show today is even on behalf of our search for Satya, our search for that missing girl aspect of ourselves, that part of ourselves, that part of our lives that is emotional and creative and irrational and deeply feeling. And sometimes that's just messy and chaotic. And yet it's worth it to make room in our lives for that part of ourselves that is essential to us being full-fledged, fully thriving human beings. It doesn't mean we need to let that part of us run our lives, but we must make room for her in the space of our heart and our soul. And that's the intent for the show today. And I say thank you for you for listening. Thank you for Sharon Lerner for bringing her daughter's awareness to me. We pray for Sharon. We pray for her family's well-being, her sons, her ex-husband, her current husband, Michael. We pray for the whole family and we pray for Tess, wherever she may be, sending her blessings galore and praying for that part of ourselves that she represents. And we just give thanks for all the folks at Unity Online Radio, Louie in particular, and Diane Ray and Jeff. And I give thanks today for Nancy T for joining me, being my amazing friend who I'm so blessed when she gets to join, and also for Sue O'Callaghan, who I can't wait to introduce to you in just a few moments, and of course to all of you who have dreams who are brave enough to share them on this show. Okay, Nancy T, welcome, and thanks for joining me today. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've been I've been on this journey with you, even if I'm silent in the background sometimes. And Your I, silence I, is not so silent. I feel <laughs> you, I hear you. <laughs> the loudest silence you ever heard. <laughs> Could you turn it down a little? Right, oh, exactly. Don't, don't, don't ever turn it down. Don't ever turn it down. Okay, so um, thank you in advance for sharing with us the luminous humanness thought for the day. So take it away, Nancy T. All right, this is for August 11th, everybody. It's called the domino effect. When you act from your illum- illumined awareness, sorry, illumined awareness. I'm not used to saying that word, but let me try that again. We're going to do a take two here. When you act, I never take a two, but I'm doing it today. When you act from your illumined awareness, from the love in the center of your being, your thoughts, feelings, and actions ripple out through the river of humanity, touching and inspiring the people around you. The tiniest helpful action, a kind word uttered, or a prayer thought emanated from your loving heart will influence the people around you with seismic repercussions. But you don't have to think about all that. Just keep it simple and lavish the being in front of you with your luminous humanness to the best of your ability. Then know your job is done. And the affirmation is the energy I embody emanates into the world, influencing all people in more ways than I can fathom. Woo! Thank you, Nancy T. Take that. Take that and curtsy on that. Oh, I know. I like to make it simple. It's like we can just love the ones we're with. We can love each other. And what if that's enough? What if that is just reverberating out into the cosmos toward and toward this one that we're calling Tess, Satya, 
And again, it's not just about her, although we are focusing it on her, but it is for that lost girl in ourselves and in our lives. And I, I imagine that that ap- applies to everyone, don't you, Nancy? It doesn't, don't you think everybody has some part of themselves that they're needing to call in or some relationship with somebody that they've had a challenge with that... Yeah, I think there's a lot of disconnect and whether it's with our own selves and our self-love that I've, I've encountered that so much lately, like people so hard on themselves and maybe yeah. it's just because they're coming out of a pandemic. I'm not sure, but I've noticed <laughs> that and, and it's like, you know, the self-love, there's that disconnect and then there's the disconnect with those people closest to us and it can mm-hmm. really make us feel lost. So I know that this is not just for Tess and Satya and her mom. Uh, I think it's it's for all of us, for sure. Thank you. I keep thinking about what our guest a few weeks ago said, the one who was sharing with us about constellation therapy and mm. how she was saying that these people in our lives that are so difficult, we actually owe them a great debt of gratitude because they're carrying a lot of this unhealed energy on behalf of the whole lineage so that we don't have to, so that we can actually live more productive lives. So instead of blaming them and chastising them, we need to be grateful for them and show them some respect and some compassion. So I think that's what we're going to be doing today. And that's why I'm so excited to bring Sue O'Callaghan to the show. So let me tell you a little bit about this wonderful woman. And I literally have chills all over my body as I prepare to bring her to us on this episode four of Searching for Satya, the girl with the blue ukulele. So Sue O'Callaghan is an intuitive psychic and guide. Sue will teach us today how to explore the astral plane, how to attune to the missing people in our lives. As a business intuitive, she supports entrepreneurs and visionary leaders to increase motivation, innovation, evolve business strategies, recognize challenges, and overcome obstacles by providing personal and professional guidance. By working with her, clients have greater access to inner resources to improve clarity, vision, trust, and true empowerment. Sue draws upon over 20 years of training and experience in intuitive healing. In sessions, clients can expect to examine the health and vitality of their companies, teams, divisions, ventures, or projects in development. Sue actively mitigates energetic blockages and calibrates the company's energy flow in the same way an acupuncturist's needle improves the body's flow of chi. She's been in business intuitive for over 15 years. In addition to this avant-garde type of counseling, Sue co-founded a luxury beauty brand and um, held early stake early stage key leadership positions and other two beauty brands, all of which have been globally distributed to and at uh, prestige, prestigious retail online stores. So to connect with Sue, her websites are business intuitive consult. Oh my God, I can't even say it. Business intuitive consulting.com or just Sue O'Callaghan.com. Sue O'Callaghan. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh my gosh, Sue, come to me. There me? she is. Sue, are you there? Hi. <laughs> yeah, hi. So I'm so excited to be here, and thank you so much for the wonderful introduction. And um, I was thinking this morning as I was preparing for this that um, we've been doing this. I've been doing this kind of work uh, to help 
people connect in deeply with not only situations um, like this um, beautiful woman who has gone missing, but just in connecting with aspects of their lives in which they'd like to have a deeper, you know, just to have a deeper connection or an understanding and an awareness. And so what I was hoping, Kelly, we could do is, what I'd like to do is explain just briefly how, sorry, sorry, we connect into these, um, like to connect into the bio or to the quantum field and Mm -hmm. learn how to access these energetic footprints or blueprints that are out there. And so specifically Satya, um, because that's the name she's now going with, yes. um, she has a, a, a footprint, an energetic footprint. And that footprint is available in the biofield in the same way our dreams are. So mm-hmm. sometimes in the morning when we want to access that dream because we're like, oh, my gosh, what happened? Or it felt so good and we wanted to reconnect with it. What we want to do is we want to begin to feel into our own bodies and soften into our own extrasensory tools that we were all born with in in order to access what might feel like it's slipping beyond our reach or in the case of satya that our minds don't even know you know how to address or connect up to you know and and in in an awareness around the fact that even this subject is going to naturally bring up some fears for everybody you know, individually and as a collective body. So what I thought we could do today is do this very simple, um, I train people in building their own intuitive capabilities. And so what I'd like to do is if um, if people want to do it specifically regarding Satya, um, I'm going to have us like sort of trace our way over to have a connection there. And if that doesn't feel organic, they really want to do something around their dreams or something else they feel called to do, they can just individually decide for themselves what it is that they'd wish to connect up with. And then I'd like to take everybody, if we can right now, through this very simple process. Um, It will require closing your eyes. So if you're driving, please don't do that. But otherwise, um, it would be just a really lovely way for us to collectively show our concern here and to touch one of these, these deals. So, yeah, that let's do said, it. What I'd like for everybody to just do want to right let now you know, is... just time-wise, we have okay. about we have about thirteen, actually twelve minutes before the break. So as long as it's within about twelve Perfect. minutes, and then that'd be great. Yeah, let's we, do it. We can do that for sure. Okay. So closing our eyes and just feeling into the our own energetic biofield, like. Sometimes we say we just pay attention to just outside of our physical body that begins to place our awareness into our biofield or what we would call our auric field. And we just are going to soften into it really, really gently and just see what we notice. And if we do that, we're going to be dropping down into our hearts. We're going to move a little bit away from the mind that wants to kind of ask, what are we doing here? We're just dropping in. We're just feeling with our most sensitive self. And some people might feel that through their hands. They might actually feel like their hands are stethoscopes. And so as we do this, what I want you to do is just to set the intention to connect in or connect up to whatever, like, for example, with this Satya, this beautiful being. I want you to set the intention that you're 
and allow your being to connect up with her energetic footprint or her bio foot bioprint. Or it's an energetic it's an energetic placeholder, if you will. And so mm-hmm. you're setting this intention and now you're allowing your being to move over. And you're just holding this space right in the company and the presence of this energetic footprint that represents her, Satya. And some of you might actually feel drawn to connect up with Tess. So organically do what you feel drawn to do and allow your being to move now as you're moving closer into this space. And you're, gonna, you're actually going to allow your being to just be, be close and be gently aligned with her, or as I would call this, this energetic footprint. And with total love and total curiosity, I would like for everybody just to send some love directed right at, right toward, into Satya. What wishes to be expressed or learned right now? What are, what are we open to? And as we do this, I'm, I'm, I'm a natural accelerator for helping people expand their intuitive abilities. So I'm going to drop in a little bit here and maybe expand what we can actually listen to and hear and, and experience. As we ask this question, you know, where are you? And what what can you share with me right now? What can we learn about you? And what has transpired? And so I, I want to kind of just draw attention to the fact that we're just allowing this process. It's a whole being process. So you're feeling with your whole being. And you're allowing yourself as a vessel, the intuitive vessel, like the, especially the divine feminine, that makes us a very... It puts us in a in a very receptive mode, and we're allowing ourselves to be flooded with perceptions, with wisdom, and we're just holding the question. We don't have to figure this out. We just need to be open to receive this guidance and this wisdom. And and again, asking the questions: What wishes to be known right now? So as you receive certain impressions, and even if you're not experiencing anything particularly, your being is receiving this because you've set the intention. We've set the intention to connect up with her, with her soul, her spirit. And we're asking, what would you like to share with us now? And and one of the really key components to expanding our intuitive capabilities is to actually hold these questions with gratitude. Just gratitude for the opportunity to be in her presence and to, and to, and to allow her to share with you, with each individual.
And one of the things I'd really like to draw attention to is that as each of you are holding this, it's an incredible gift. And there's so much power in this whole collective community gathering up around this question of what wishes to be known right now. This very, very powerful, cohesive effect when we gather. Coming together as a community on any subject is very, very powerful. And so I want us to just hold this loving space for her. And I want us to expand it to her mom as you did earlier, to her dad, her family, and everybody who loves her. And then I feel like we, would, we have this beautiful opportunity to expand this to the collective, to every mother and father who've ever lost connection with their child or family member. And allow ourselves to feel this very incredible connection as you and I and Kelly, you and I and everyone are connecting up, placing our hearts together, focusing on this very, very sensitive subject because it does touch a deep, deep trauma in each of us on an individual level, on a collective level, the sense that we've lost one of our own. that touches a deep, deep wound in us. And so now we're expanding this to this global level of holding this space for all who've lost connection to someone we've loved and to someone we've loved very, very deeply. And another aspect of this process or experience I want to draw attention to is that one of the, the gifts of being ex, or expanding our intuition is that we're being taught to honor and respect and trust our individual choices or the choices of individuals, especially when they go against our wishes and our desires, when their choices hurt or cause suffering or fear. And so by doing this, we're really learning how to trust and to hold and honor each person's individual right to choose and to decide. And that takes a tremendous amount of courage and also a lot of practice. So I want to just kind of as we're doing this, we're just circling up, we're feeling our own connection to one another for everybody who's listening right now. And to everybody who will listen to this later, we're holding this space and we're really holding our hearts wide open to this beautiful, beautiful Satya and recognizing her and all of the beautiful art and language and words and poetry and songs that she's brought forth and is now, you know, giving us this opportunity for us to be in her presence and find out what wishes to be known and allowing each of us to get our own messaging on it. And it might be that her message 
teaches us something deeply about ourselves. We might get information or something that she wishes to share. But it could be about us and it could be about her. Or about the greater. And so with that, what I'd like to do is just go ahead and kind of like close this circle and um, allow us to kind of circle up and allow um, like a bit of a closing, if you will, but a circling that gathers Mm. us in all of our hearts together. And put a pause right there and see if you have any questions, Kelly, or anything that's coming up for you. A lot. Sue O'Callaghan, that was incredible. I, 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 that was so expertly led. I loved every single moment of it. And I started journaling. Um, I'll share a little bit of what came to me. It was just, it felt like it was coming from her saying too much time has passed. I, I didn't do this to harm anyone and I don't know how to bridge my way back. I'm, I think I'm sometimes better off not there, um, but I do love and I do care and I am connected and I am fighting for my soul. It's a precarious thing, this soul business. I'm fighting for my life and I think you'd rather have me alive and far away than dead and near. I've, I'm sending my blessings and I just got this sense, Sue, of us just flooding the space between where she is and where we are with so much love that there's room, there's room for her. There's room for her in our hearts. There's room for all of us. We just don't always have to be connected in the family room of the mansion. We can go into the attic. We can go into these different spaces. So my dog Lola is really speaking up here. I think she's trying to channel Satya as well. So Nancy, I'll pass it to you. Uh, um, that was a beautiful, beautiful um, prayer, really. And for me, I it, right away I I could feel uh, there's this place where I hike, and there's like grass, and then you go into the woods part. And I felt like she was in the woods, but not in the woods like on, but but there because she wants. And let's to be pick there. up. Let's pick up with what you're saying, Nancy, on the other side of this break. Okay. And I'd love to hear from the rest of you. I'd love to hear about your dreams and what you connected with in this beautiful, beautiful ceremony conducted by Sue O'Callaghan. We'll be right back. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show where we explore and reveal the beauty of your dreams and uncover the truth of your dreams and your beauty. Oh my gosh, all of it all together. Sue O'Callaghan is our guest today and she is helping us to explore the energetic astral plane, the to attune to the place where the blueprint or the footprint of Tess Satya 
is and um, how to find that missing girl aspect of ourselves or the person in our own lives that we can kind of relate this to. I relate this so much to my sister and this process, by the way, has been helping me to heal that relationship that has been so painful and so difficult for the last couple of years. FYI, I am in touch with her now and having kind of a, a renaissance in our relationship. So there's something about helping someone else. And when we put the focus on them and wanting all the blessings and all the goodness to happen for them, the blessings can't help but come back to us in our life. So I'm asking everyone to really send blessings to Tess and Satya and Sharon, the mother, and also um, Satya's brothers and um, the whole family. And I guarantee these blessings will somehow find their way back to you. So Nancy, right before the break, you were talking a little bit about what you received from this beautiful process Sue O'Callaghan just led us through. So continue, please. Yeah. So in this ceremony, she was saying, connect however you connect. And I could feel my crown chakra. Like I literally had to touch the top of my head to say, what's going on? What's pulling my hair? What's just, I was being pulled. And it took me to this field where I have a field where I live. There's adjacent to it is, is there's woods and you can go hiking. And I, and it was like, as I found her there. Now I'm not saying she's in Ohio by any means, um, but but that she's in she was in this you know forest, but but because she wanted to be, and she loved it. And there was a point where um, I saw her on a bike, and I just saw her just she was just so mm. one with nature and all this love, not so much people, but it felt like connection to the earth and to all of the everything else. Like she's in another plane, but mm. but here. So I um, I. I offered her all this love and what I got back was that she, she really liked it. She liked the feeling of the love. She didn't necessarily want to be part of, you know, the linear world, the way we see it or do it, but she liked that feeling. So I just kept emanating it towards her. Um, That was the big, that was the biggest part, but I could feel it. I mean, it wouldn't stop with my head just right there. So I thought, well, of all things to connect with that higher self, that felt right. That's gorgeous, Nancy. Sue, I'd love to hear what came through for you. I know as you're facilitating it, I know you're also connecting with energies and you have been since we first talked about this. So what, what are you present to? Well, what I, what I found was that um, first and foremost was this um, incredible opportunity that this, process is bringing to heal the collective trauma around Mm -hmm. loss and the loss of connection. And I I felt like she's a gatekeeper for that very experience. And it takes a lot of courage to hold that place, to play that role. Like similar to what you learned about in the story constellation, we do play roles not only for our families, but for the collective. And she's also Ooh. a great teacher of being connected to the earth. And really, that it's, there's such a true honoring for her of being in the elements and being really, truly, organically who we are, which is one with the earth and the elements. So for me, I felt this profound 
gratitude that one, I was in her presence and that I was allowed to flow this love. There was gratitude expressed to me because as Nancy was describing, part of my work in the world is I have this healing service called Stargate, you know, monthly healing service where my job is to help people expand their intuition really at this place and time, especially to open us up to deeper understanding, wisdom, serendipity, and our connections. So it's beautiful um, that we were able to actually do this in such a way for everybody that was listening because that's part of how I work. And so ideally, it's really bringing an awareness um, from our what I got from her and my connection with that. We're, we're learning to touch and connect more deeply in the, you know, astral or what we would call the quantum field. And by having given me this opportunity to come on, think of how deeply now you're able to connect with her mm-hmm. and everybody listening yeah. or to our family members. You can connect like this with your sister. And for all the dreamers exactly. out there that really get wisdom from their dreams and true insight and innovation, it's now connecting them more deeply to that. And so this was the gift of exchange between her and me was that we're not only is she drawing attention to the beauty and wisdom of being connected to the earth, that she was so willing to renounce what we all have been taught to value. But for her, it's the connection to the elementals, to the divine, to mother nature, mother earth, our provider. So she's mm-hmm. bringing attention to this by literally taking this journey. Exactly. And that's kind of the richness of what I got. Mm, beautiful. For whatever it's worth, this keeps popping into my head and, and I'm going to just blurt it out. Um, years ago, when I first got introduced to constellation work, I was a part of somebody else's healing in a group setting. And it was, it was really about helping this woman in present time who wanted to kind of live a more creative life than her family wanted her to. And, and my, and who I am, Kelly, the present tense version of me is like, what's the problem? People leave this girl alone. Let her have her creative life, get off her back. But for some reason I got cast in the role of the great, great grandmother whose daughter, the woman in present time, it would have been her grandmother or one of her, it was one of the great grandmothers had ran off to be um, a, a flapper back during prohibition. And, and when I stepped into the role of the great grandmother, I imagined having a switch like a, and I don't even know that word, but I knew that it was a stick. And I knew that I had this abusive energy that I didn't, I wanted to control my daughter in. And it was like, well, where did this come from? And in the constellation work, I was able to, there was this, this forgiveness and this healing that gave me permission to the woman who was who would have been my daughter to go off and live her life but to please stay in touch every once in a while once every couple of months send a letter and please take care of yourself and just let us know how you're doing and know that the lines of communication there is love here so that was the switch and there was kind of this this wild 
exchange that happened throughout all of the people that were just playing these roles. And it turns out that the next day after this constellation, the woman who we were working with and, and kind of doing this for got a call from her mother who suddenly had a revelation saying, honey, I want, she's basically said all the things that, that I had said as the great, great grandmother. So I just, I feel like we're all connected at a soul level. And if there was, and I'm saying this to Tess slash Satya on behalf of her family line, because really we're not all so different. If there was resistance at one point in your family line to the you being you and having this wild, eccentric, creative, sensitive life, perhaps because of all this love that we just shared today and shined, perhaps there is a shifting and a changing and it's okay for you to be fully you. But on behalf of the great, great grandmother in your lineage, please just take care of yourself. And if you can just send some kind of a message, whether it be verbal or a letter or an email or a text or a carrier pigeon that you're okay. That's all we ask. And I just curtsy and that's it. Okay. So let's open up the lines. How did that, did that land on you? Was that crazy, Sue? Oh, I love that. I mean, cause it, I, I think on behalf of everybody listening, like the message part would be really beautiful and golden, you know, like I love setting that well, intention and, and obviously the like reverberation from us doing this will bring about some shift. That is for sure. Right. When the collective works together, shift will happen here. So that's Shift another happens. beautiful aspect to this. So we've yes. got some dreamers on hold that have been waiting a long time, and they may be sharing dreams for themselves. But, of course, we know the subtext is all for the greater good, and that includes Satya. So let's start with Denise, our patient, patient Denise. Tell us what is on your heart today, Miss Denise. And do you have a question Hi. for Sue, or do you have a dream to share? Um, what am I supposed to ask her? Am I supposed to just say something? No, it's whatever it's on uh, your heart, honey. If you have a dream, share it. Whatever you've got, it's perfect. I'm going to do the dream. I'm going to do the dream because she Great. seems like she's very, um, well, she don't seem like she is very um, very uh, intuitive. You can just feel her through the phone. Okay. Oh, yeah. I had a dream. <clears throat> yeah, you can feel her. I had a dream. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I was with some girls. I was with some friends. And I don't know, they, they decided to go swimming. But for some reason, mm -hmm. I decided, okay, I'm going to go, but let me go take a, a shower. I'm just, this is a dream. I know it sounds crazy, but this is a dream. Anyway, so I go to the shower, and I I go to the shower, and, 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 and there's a bar of soap, and I pick up the soap. And I said, no, no, I, I and in my everyday life, I do use a special soap. So I was like, no, that's not my soap. And just all around in the shower, every bar of soap I picked up wasn't the type that I used. So really mm. the dream just pretty much ended with me like, I had to be about four or five bars that I picked up. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that soap. It was just not my preference. And then I thought to myself, I can't do this. I might start itching or I just like a certain <laughs> kind of soap, bottom line. And in the dream, the soap wasn't there. At least it ended without being there, but I still did not use at any, at, you know, at all costs, I still did not use any of the four or five bars of soap that was there. I was insistent on, in the dream, using my soap 
that just wasn't there and it didn't get there by the end of the dream. How about that? <laughs> mm, oh my goodness. I love it. And how might, how might you have felt if you did find your soap? What, what would that have done oh, for awesome. you if you did? Awesome. Awesome. Because like I said, some things that are too sweet, even fragrances just bother my nose. So soaps that are too sweet. So I would have felt, Oh, I would have felt awesome. But I didn't feel bad in the dream. I just thought to myself, I'm not going to take that risk and use any of those four or five bars because they were they were they were not the particular soap that I use in everyday life. I was very conscious. I said, "This is not my soap," and it looked like it. But when I picked it up, I could see and smell the sweetness and knew that I my body ought to have been okay. I just wanted my soap. So I'm just going to throw down a quick thought that that I have that about this dream that's connecting sort of to what I imagined Satya um, to be connecting with. It's a, a, the, the feeling I got in this dream was, was it's like the Goldilocks and um, the three bears or the, like this, was it Goldilocks? Oh my gosh. It's the one where it's like, it's, yes, it has to be this, just right. right. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, this, the, this porridge is too cold. This porridge right. is too hot. Yes, you're on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so in some way, thank you, Nancy. <laughs> you know my brain better, better than I do. But it's like, <laughs> it takes a sensitivity to be able to sniff out, even if something seems just fine, it'll do the job. But no, it's not quite right. And that sensitivity could be perceived as what a pain in the ass. Like, just take the friggin' soap. Like, come on, don't be such a Miss Pris. But right. really, it's like, but what if I take the wrong soap and it does cause me to itch and it does cause me to break out and it is bad for me? What if this sensitivity, although some might say it's a pain in the ass, it's actually a gift. It's helping me to find mm. what is just right for me. Mm. And I haven't quite mm. found it yet. So it makes me feel like this is there's the quest for the cleansing that would be just mm -hmm. right and and I love that there is this not settling for what is good enough or what's just right there, but this willingness to keep going and maybe even do without. So I feel like there's a connection here. So um, Nancy, I'm I'm feeling you. And then Sue, I want to go to you. Okay, just real quick, I totally agree with Kelly in that choosy part of it. But when I what I notice also is. It's like you have a desire, and if it were my dream, there's this strong desire to do things your way. And to and it's okay if you end up, you know, it's okay if you don't end up going swimming as quickly as everyone else. And it's okay if you don't end up quite as clean as you might have hoped to be <laughs> because you're willing to just still go your own way. And, and it never really bothers you. But it's but you're just really confident in your choices and like in and even if it means that you're delaying your fun or your cleanliness and that's a beautiful thing and, and so for it were my dream mm. I would just be like, gosh I'm confident and I like it. <laughs> I think that's where I was playing with this. Yes. There's a there's a song that goes with that, isn't it? A Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah, I yeah, I was thinking it. I was singing it. <laughs> you can go your own way. Go your own yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kelly, can I um, chime in? So I yes, please, um, please. what I was experiencing when I was listening to this is I was feeling into your like most radiant beauty inside. Mm. And that's your own fragrance. That's your own gorgeous, exquisite self. 
And it's really um, sometimes soap for me represents like what brings us clarity. And in this case, like clarity about oneself, because when you're in the shower, it's like you with you, you and your naked self, right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea is like just um, allowing yourself to really um, immerse and honor and enjoy your own beauty and your own fragrance and and trusting that your own inner vision and guidance and clarity around what you need and that really nobody else's clarity or bar of soap that brings clarity is for you. And you seem to have a very solid constitution. And I would say I'm getting chills on my body. It's mm-hmm. really beautiful because you have a very strong yes and a strong no. And that's kind of what many of us are all searching for is that, no, that's no, I'm not doing that. That goes yeah. against my constitution. So I felt very fragrant. I felt the beauty of your fragrance. And just Ooh, allowing nice. yourself to really feel into that and honor it because it's really exquisite. <sighs> Whoa. Ooh. Denise, how is that landing Whoa. on you? Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> wow. You got a soul shower with that. I'm serious. That was awesome. That was, <sighs> and, I, and I can see that. I, I can see the individuality in the sense of what she's saying, Sue's saying, that I didn't choose. And and it was about four or five bars. They all could have been the same fragrance. They all could, but they just were not my soap. And I didn't right. want to take the chance and get a rash or whatever. And in every, I even thought in everyday life I wouldn't have done this. I'd have went to the store if I didn't have my soap and get the right one. So I liked the fact that I had patience in the dream and did not settle. I just did not settle for that soap. And it was not bad soap. You might have loved it. It just was not the one that was good for my skin. And I'm glad I made the choice in the dream. It says a lot. In, it says a lot. In, in Robert Moss's book, Dreaming the Soul Back Home, I always think about how the way that he presents his soul and that it's a it's a fickle thing. Our soul is it's he says our soul is always leaving if we if we live lives that aren't attuned very specifically to what our needs are. So to me, this feels very much about being attuned to the needs of the soul. And and I love Ooh. this. And it makes me feel like in some way I'm looking for what's right about what Satya has done, even though on some level it could be like it's so wrong to just up and leave and to leave people like this. And yet, what if she is on that search for for what what is her, what her fragrance is what is what has her Ooh. feel cleansed in a world that is so funky it is a funky world and there's a lot of conditioning to just toe the line but i love i love all everything that nancy and sue said and i love this dream denise thank you so much for always sharing some beautiful insights mm-hmm. with your dream so appreciate you, thank you, know, have, you. A, appreciate have a beautifully fragrant day <laughs> thank you Awesome. Thank you, Nancy. Okay, Leilani. <clears throat> Leilani, love, you've got a dream you've been holding oh, for a long good time. Good morning. What's How on your heart you? today, my sweet? Oh, so much. Um, I feel like what came up for me during the guided meditation that that her soul group, Satya's soul group, really needs to be doing the deep inner work to unravel whatever this is. I've shared before that it. I believe we are on a school there's other schools in the universe and we incarnate with our soul pod and then curriculum lessons come and we need to unravel those lessons and uh 
there's so much to share there. But I've been excited for a couple of weeks to share kind of a strange vision dream I had, if I may. Yeah, of course, please. So I was out at sea and in a in a kind of a smallish boat, not yacht style, but small. And there were ropes of orange life vests, hundreds, mm. saving people. And the the being at the wheel manning the boat was a invisible being. It was very rocky. The waves were huge and lightning and rain and very tumultuous. And I was the one holding the ropes to all these orange life-saving mechanisms. And I don't particularly like the sea. <laughs> I remember being on Atlantis and I think something back then where I drowned. But anyways, mm-hmm. lightning comes, strikes the boat. I lift my arms out parallel to the, the sea. Wings form underneath me like hawk wings. Hawk is one of my medicine animals. And I mm-hmm. fly up and all these life jackets and these beings come with me and I take them to safety. Wow. Oh, honey, that is extraordinary. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is that where the dream ends or the dream slash vision ends? It ended. Yeah. So I'm just curious, these life jackets. So these, and I think mm-hmm. of life jackets, life, those orange jackets. And it's so interesting. Someone, very close to me shared a dream with me yesterday about um, someone in mm. a, a very strange, small, tiny King Kong wearing a life vest, a bright orange life vest. That symbol doesn't mm. come up every day. So I just want to say there's something I feel very synchronistic about that. But the fact that there wasn't mm-hmm. anyone in it that you were lifting up to safety, but you were lifting up the jackets to safety, these imp- these things that could save lives, you were, you were saving those things that could save lives. Is that right? Well, there were beings in there. In, in, they were circular, oh. too, which I found fascinating. There were beings, but they weren't human beings. I don't know if they were souls or Oh, what, oh got it. There were, oh. yeah, there were beings okay, got in, it. in these circular. Oh, beautiful. Okay. All right, yeah. I'm loving this, and I've got a lot to say, but I want to I want to open up the space. Sue, so I'm going to let you go first, and then Nancy, then I'll weigh in. Sue, so what okay. what what's occurring um, to you the, in this dream? Yeah, one of the questions I have for you is like, are you do healing work of some kind? Are you are you a I healer? Do. Or? I do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Beautiful. So, what I would say to you is like, if we look at Hawk as being the messenger, you mm-hmm. know, there's this sense to me that like it's I'm guessing that um, you have a strong awareness around the work you're maybe doing in the dream space, in the dream time. And it could very well be that much of the like quote unquote saving you're doing is happening um, very powerfully while you dream. And that Mm. makes perfectly great sense that you would have a vision that, that that's like more on the prophetic kind of than, you know, on leaning in that direction. And so I, I felt really in my heart that, you know, one of the things that we haven't done collectively as a group is really honored those beings that are doing this incredible heavy lifting in the dream time, mm-hmm. which is, it mm-hmm. appears to me what you're doing. 
And so, mm. the, you know, we think of the ocean, it's got, it's, that's our, those are our deep, very uncomfortable emotions, not only for the individual, but for the collective. And it would make sense to me that you're healing for the collective some of these very, very deep, deep traumas that have to be transmuted right now. And, and the easy, not the easiest, by no means, please don't let me limit this, but like one of the most powerful ways we can do this, I would say, is in the dream time. And um, that to me is, it's a, it's a mirroring back to you of what you're really doing. And, and for me to you, much gratitude to you for what you're doing. Because it's very, very powerful and so needed um, for all beings at this time. Nancy T., I'm going to give you the next 30 seconds, whatever comes to you. You know, I'm going to only take about three because I want to agree with everything she just said and say that I do feel like this is one of those light worker dreams I've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. It's where we, you know, when we're a healer and then we go to sleep and we get to work and I believe this is your work. And I love that you called them life-saving mechanisms because I (laughs) see it the same. I'm a little afraid of the sea as well. And um, Uh. that that what was manning the wheel was something invisible, which we often feel in our Mm. lives. So Kelly, take it away. I just want to say ditto to all of that. And I just think there's something about the, perhaps the the pain that you have in your heart with regards to your sister, like mine, like the pain that I've had mm-hmm. in my heart about mm-hmm. my sister is actually opens the floodgate to that ocean of compassion for all the places that other people ache about the missing people in their lives. And this is where we can bring in the healing. And this is what we're doing. So I just thank you so much, Leilani. Thank you, Denise. Thank you, Sue O'Callaghan. Thank you, Nancy T, for being on this show today. Everyone check out sueocallahan.com or businessintuitiveconsulting.com. Thank you so much for joining us. And until we meet again next week, don't take your dreams lying down. Sweet dreams. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark, on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.